Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Thundering Herds podcast. Today we will be talking about football, football, and even some more football. So, yesterday we had some college football, some good games, and today we've had some amazing NFL <coughs> games. So, uh, um, let's see if you can start it off with some good college football games from yesterday. Well, you know, Alabama just seems to reload. But it didn't didn't look like yesterday with the way they played Florida and the way they let Florida come back in that game that they quite have the depth that they've had in the past. I think Alabama's gettable. And I think Alabama's gettable by the team that's number two in the country, and that's Georgia. I think when that, when that game comes, Alabama against Georgia is going to be a slobber-knocking defensive slugfest mm-hmm. because I don't think that Alabama quarterback has seen anything like Georgia's defense. I just don't think so. Now, mm-hmm. Georgia's not going to wow you on offense, so it's probably going to be the lowest-scoring game Alabama plays all year. Are they going to have enough offense to win that game and go on to be one of the final four teams for a national championship? I think probably... But it's not going to be an easy road like it's been the last few years. They just, mm-hmm. it seems like they got a lot of really, really young players, and that might be a good thing. They might grow up quick, and by the end of the year, they might be the juggernaut that they've been. But the game that really kind of let me down yesterday was Fresno State beating UCLA. I thought UCLA was on their way back. I thought the way that they played in that first game of the season. I like their jerseys, so I kind of root for them <laughs> because I really think they got the coolest jerseys, jerseys in college football. Beautiful. But for the love of God, Fresno State, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? And then A&M, A&M s- s- slugged their way through and beat a bad New Mexico team yesterday. But they got some problems because they lost their quarterback. The King, I think was his name. They lost their quarterback. Is it in the first game or the second game? I think it was the second game of the year. They played with a, a different quarterback yesterday. Um, and I just think they are going to have a hard time competing with Alabama with nobody really steering that ship. You can't rely on running backs and wide receivers with a lot of talent when you can't run the offense properly with a seasoned quarterback, mm-hmm. especially against Alabama. You saw what Joe Burrow did against Alabama, and that's because he was a stud with a cigar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is a bad dude right there. And the kid from Clemson, Lawrence, those are the two kind of quarterbacks you got to have to be in Alabama. you mm-hmm. got to have stud, number one draft choice, NFL quality football players. So I think it's just going to be another boring year until you get to the final four games. I think it is... Uh, I think it's going to be Alabama again. One of my favorite things of the year so far, though, is those silly, cocky, I can't stand them, Ohio State, O-H-I-O, no, you lost already, might not be the kind of year you think it is. Mm -mm. So what do you think about college football? Um, I didn't watch a lot of college football yesterday, but that's that's because my uh, TCU Horned Frogs did not play. But... As I was scrolling through Instagram yesterday, I saw one of probably the best interceptions of all time by that uh, Oklahoma linebacker, it might have been. That was 
let alone interceptions, probably one of the best catches of all time. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, my God. He made a diving, backhanded interception to take the ball away from the wide receiver. It was unbelievable. Wow. Well, somebody's got to make up for Spencer Rattler's deficiencies. Well, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma does look pretty good, though. Yeah, they do. But you know they what? They beat Nebraska by like 30. They did. And, I, and Nebraska isn't what Nebraska has been in the past. I mean, you know, in the 90s, you know, 1980s and 1990s Nebraska was run the wishbone and pile drive you and throw a few passes. And Scott Frost was their quarterback, and he won the Heisman Trophy, and they were winning national championships. Those days are long gone. Nebraska right now, Nebraska would finish in the bottom three in the Big 12. Well, we all know what's going to happen with Oklahoma. They're going to make the Final Four, and then they're going to get blown out by an actual good college football yeah, team. Yeah, because they got the quarterback who takes too many chances, and he has a 10-cent No, brain. but this just happens every year. Every time that they get to the Final Four, they lose. It's And they lose by a lot. And think of the three quarterbacks they had before Spencer Rattler, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, they just... Is there any faith in this Oklahoma snake? I don't think so. isn't good enough to play with the SEC teams. All right, well, enough college football. I mean, next week, the biggest game of the week next week is TCU-SMU. I mean, everybody... Well, for us. Everybody, well, for, I think, in the, you know, it's just... It's got to be the biggest if game. If TCU's 3-0 and and uh, Texas is 3-0 and by the time that we get to that game... Well, TC- week T- four, Texas already lost... Texas got slobber knocked by Arkansas at Arkansas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Texas, so, Texas so, is done. Yeah, college football game day is not coming to TCU now. No, no, no. Texas sucks. And you know what? They're just gonna lose to TCU anyway. So it, you know. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's seven of the last ten, Texas lost to TCU, but Texas is no gonna seven go of the last nine. They're seven. And oh two. yeah. Well, th- that's the re- real reason they're leaving for the SEC. Yes, yeah, because they're afraid TCU. to play TCU. <clears throat> it's not like they're going to win a game. They lost to the worst SEC team. I agree. They just had to try another conference because they can't get anything done over here. So, looking at some games from today, there were actually some pretty cool games. Let's start with Seattle versus Tennessee. And the Titans were behind For early. most of the game. Most of the game. And in the fourth quarter... Derrick Henry rushed for almost 200 yards. He rushed for 35 yards in the first in the first half. He rushed like, for almost 203 touchdowns. 203 touchdowns. He almost he almost rushed for 200, and he had three touchdowns. Okay, well that sounds a little bit clear. I thought you said he almost rushed for three, 203 touchdowns. That, that would have been like a, a crazy record. score. Sounds like a record. It would have been a record. Yeah. But it's like they forgot he was on the team in the first half. You've got to run that guy. He's bigger than most of the people that are tackling him, even the defensive linemen. I've never seen a running back this large in my life. That's why we've had this discussion before. I think he's out of the league in three years because he's going to get beat up. This is my <clears> thing <throat> about the Seattle Seahawks. Every year they come into the year as a contender, quote-unquote. But let me <clears> just <throat> explain to you why every year they're not going to make it to the championship with their team. They don't have a running game. So at the end of the game, they have to rely on Russell Wilson to throw. And yes, he's one of the best passers in the league. Probably going to be a Hall of Famer, to be honest. But when your defense is average, and you can't move the ball, throwing it at the end of the game like they couldn't do today, you're not going to beat above-average football teams like the Tennessee Titans. You're just not going to be able to. Because Tennessee can run you to death. They have 
dangerous wide receivers. I know A.J. Brown didn't play well today. And their defense is good. So if you're going to play a team like that, you're not going to win football games. Look at the division they're in. Oh, yeah. They're not beating Arizona. Arizona's a powerhouse. They're going to be so good this year. The Rams, ooh, they're going to be so good. And don't sleep on San Francisco. Their defense is really good. Yeah, their defense is good, but I don't believe in San Francisco ever. Raheem Mostert's always hurt. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a walking ale, so I mean he might. They might be a wild card team, though. I think. The, I think the wild card teams are coming out of the West. Oh they yeah, they really do. It's yeah. going to be a combination of of somebody. Now, my surprise thus far in the season, the Raiders. Yeah, I wasn't. Nobody was expecting them to like be amazing. Derek Carr is playing pretty. He's he's not making mistakes. He looks looks good. He does. He's throwing the ball well. They're not asking him to throw the ball 40 times a game. They've got a running game. They've got a defense. I mean, they they pretty much handled the Steelers. And you know what, Pittsburgh? I love you towel or whatever the heck that, that thing that they it's is. It's a terrible towel. The terrible towel, whatever that stupid thing you guys <laughs> wave in your stands. Um, ben Roethlisberger is looking really old, baby. I think I think this is it for Big Ben. I mean, he threw for a lot of yards, but it didn't amount to anything. They only scored 17 points against the Raiders. They didn't look good last week. Did they end up winning last week? Yeah, I think so. So I think they're 1-1, one one, but they do not look good at all. Mm-mm. And who's running the football for them? Do they have a running game at all? Najee Harris, but it's not. <clears throat> it's, it's looking pretty bleak. Because last year they were last in the league in rushing. Looks like they're going to end up at the bottom of the pack again. Yeah, well, good thing they got rid of that that guy who wanted to leave and and who was the all-world running back that ended up going to the Jets. And where's that guy now? He you doesn't know? play anymore. He yeah. sucks. Okay. He was good for a long. He was really amazing for a <coughs> long time. Well, it's time for the Steelers to revamp. Speaking of the Jets, Zach Wilson threw four picks. Learning curve, baby. He. Did not look good at all. He looked better than two. Lo- he lost to the freaking Patriots, and they suck. The Patriots got defense, and they've got a great coach. And Matt Jones, they is suck. M- Matt Jones is not making mistakes. He's playing really well. It's not like they blew him out. They scored. It was like seventeen to nothing. Yeah, let, let's see. Yeah, it was 25, 25 to six was its final score yeah, like, of the game today, but. I mean the Patriots defense is not bad. And you know what? I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be fine. Because look at look at look at what Sam Darnold is doing in Carolina. Oh my god. He left god. the Jets and he is playing great. They they look really good. They do. Yeah, the team I think right now that looks the worst in the entire NFL is the is the Atlanta Falcons. What kind of a dumpster fire do you guys have going on over there? Yeah, that's I mean, bad. Tom Brady did anything he wanted today. He had, what, five touchdown passes? Five touchdown passes. Five. He was just putting it wherever he wanted to. No contest. It just is just un- unbelievable. So, there, you know, it, the, the uh, NFC East, which we're concerned about, <coughs> the Redskins won, so now they're 1-1. One one. <coughs> the Eagles lost, so they're 1-1. One one. The Eagles are terrible. The Giants, and we play the Eagles on Monday night next week at home. Our first home game. We're going to win that. Oh, we'll, we'll oh, win that. And the Giants, 
is the most pathetic. They, suck. they the most pathetic offense. The I've Redskins seen. did not play well against the Giants either. That game was I, terrible. You know, I feel bad for our former coach who's gone up there to be the offensive coordinator. If I'm being honest, I think the Cowboys are going to run away with this division. Oh well, okay. Good transition because they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the gun last week. They played so well, and, and this <clears> week's <throat> game was amazing. They did. They ran for 200 yards? They did. Dak only threw for 270. He didn't even have a passing touchdown. He didn't need one. No, he didn't need one. He did Tom- throw that pick, but, you know, you know, it, it was just one errant pass. He only had four incompletions. I know. He was 23 for 27. Oh, it was, it was impressive it game. Was, it was every time we wanted to get a first down, or like we were trying to, we could. On and that was- last drive, we had two third downs. We just sliced them. <clears throat> We just, it was methodical. We we had an amazing, I heard Tony Romo talking about this, and he's one of the best analysts in the whole world because he knows what's coming every play. He was talking about the game plan that uh, Moore, what's his first name? The, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Kellen. Kellen Moore. How his game plan for this game was just so good that the, uh, the defense didn't know what was coming. <clears throat> that we were just keeping it original with plays that we hadn't run before. There was that one drive where we ran those two trick plays in a row and CD got tackled for a loss. CD Lamb had an eight-yard rushing play. That he, was just, he lined yeah, up as a cool. back. Was was like, that, that, that was a little weird, the play like, that, the play that where he threw it backwards and it just lost four yards. That was a weird play. But I thought that we did a good job with our originality this week. It seemed like... Uh, the game plan was well executed against a very good defense. Well, let me just say this to you. And you know, our wide receivers made Derwin James look a little silly. One of the best tacklers in the world. And our tight ends, Schultz that, made a hell one, of a catch. That one third down conversion that Dalton Schultz caught that ball. Beautiful that catch. Was one of the best pl- that was one of the most important plays and, of the and, game. And Jarwin made a catch down the seam where he got crunched, held onto the ball, and broke a tackle and got four more yards. I mean, I think we've got... Really, really good offensive pieces. Oh, and our now, offensive line looks so good oh, and today. It, and it Zach all Martin. 70 is it. Oh, my God. The key is The Martin. running game was just unbelievable today. And almost every time we ran, it was behind him. And he was turning his person back inside, creating a hole. Oh, I know. It what, was just unbelievable. Let's talk about our running backs. Zeke up the middle. Pollard to the edges. It was in. It was incredible. Pollard is electric. Pollard has got a. He gets to his highest gear faster than any running back we've got. Zeke had a nice burst today up the middle. He and did. He, was he running did over run people. very well. But it seemed Pollard's, like Tony Pollard Pollard's got faster. Tony Pollard got. It seemed like more snaps than Zeke tonight because I feel like they realized that Tony Pollard was beating him to the edge. Because I don't know if their defense is very fast. To be honest, Derwin James. Yeah, he's a. He's a good tackling safety who tackles like a linebacker, and I guess he has good speed, but he's not amazingly fast. So I don't think their defense is spectacularly fast. So Tony Pollard was a good person to have in the backfield to beat him to the edge because he did that a lot. He had two consecutive 20-yard runs getting to the outside. Oh, and, and to say how good their offensive line did today, when you go to the grocery store with me later this week, let's look at the milk cartons because I think we'll find Joey Bosa's missing. 
Where was Joey Bosa today? Oh my God! All? Yeah, I saw. No, you see, it said he eight, was frustrated as heck on the sideline. Eighteen point eight percent of the snaps that he gets off the ball, he he uh, he gets a QB hurry or he pressures the QB. I I saw one QB pressure tonight, but the other guy got a sack. It was that strip sack that we recovered. Right, where the guy came around the edge. Yeah, well, Dak held that ball too long. But, you know, things well, happen. You know, sometimes guys aren't open. <clears throat> yeah, but. Well, I got new nicknames for the running backs. You got Zeke, Mr. Inside, Mr. Pollard, Mr. Outside. We got Mr. Oh, Inside and Mr. So Outside. Oh, so original. Yeah, it was from... I have to give you it was, props. It was from the Army team in the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing we do need to talk about is Justin Herbert was not sacked. No. But it... We, but... If they wouldn't have called that a sack, is it intentional grounding? Yes. Because that would have put them, instead of at the 20, they would have been at the 18, and they only got 11 yards on the play before, so they would have been at the 7 instead of the 9. Do you think that would have changed their mentality from kicking to going for it? Yes. Do you think they would have gone for it if they were on the 7? Do you think they would have made it? Because that yeah, would have changed it, the game completely. It, it would have been close. It would have been close. But I think see, that was a pretty good chance. When somebody says that calling that a sack would have changed the game, I don't see it that way. Because that was intentional grounding. Michael Parsons was on his ass. That's he a penalty just, and lost it down. Yeah, that's a loss it down. So that means it's third down, and it's third and 18. Oh, third and goal from the 18. And they got 10, 11 yards, whatever. I don't think they would have gone for it. They would have kicked the field goal. It would have been the same outcome. That's what I believe. Since it's only a difference of one or two yards. That's probably true. The Cowboys still won the game. And it would have been almost... You can't say that it would have been a different result. Because you don't know what they would have done in that game. Well, that's true. They, they would, if they would have had to go on for a touchdown on that drive to win the game... I think there was enough time when they got the ball back to be able to do that. And honestly, uh, Los Angeles, the, the, the Chargers, did not really stop Dak and the Cowboys all day. CeeDee Lamb was open. You know, I don't know. Right on that on that drive, Amari Cooper got hurt. Or was it the drive before it was that? that? It was the last drive. Well, what he, only a had catch. Three, he only had three catches. Yeah, you know, but, but we didn't need him CeeDee to have Lamb has 100 yards receiving and nine catches. And... And you know they almost scored on that play at the half, where C. Oh, and got down to the two. That was amazing. Yeah, Derwin James saved a touchdown yeah. right there. I'm telling you, I didn't think he was going to catch him. You know, you know what I said to your mom when I was sitting on the couch. He, you know, I don't I know. I almost it, wish that ball was flipped to Pollard instead. That wouldn't of, have made a difference. I don't because he took a perfect angle to Zeke. <clears throat> it, he would have if it was Pollard, he would have met him at the one. And I mean, nobody can. Reach out like nobody's arm is long enough to reach for the pylon getting hit like that. I'm just. I don't know if there was a possibility of Zeke doing like a spin move, getting to the end zone. I don't know. But there had to have been something that they could have done there to get in. It was. When he pitched it, he was at the 10. He could have faked the pitch. I don't know. I, I'd have to rewatch it. But maybe there was somebody on the backside that he could have thrown it but to. But it was really creative. It was a very good play. Yeah, it very almost, well thought out. It almost busted. You could see. I don't think it was designed, to be honest. I saw CD wait 
there for a couple seconds and then go back to the other side of the field. So maybe it was designed. They're waiting for some blockers. And maybe. Waiting for, you know, <clears throat> in rugby, all passes have to be backwards. Yeah. So you've got to, what we would do is the ball would come free out of the scrum and first person would take off with it and everybody else would line up like a, a yard back on an angle, kind of like when you see birds flying in the sky yeah. and they're you got the point guy and you got guys angled behind and on each side. That's basically how you set plays up in rugby. <clears throat> so that pitch like that, that was something that we did all the time. That and that that lateral, it may have been close to being a forward. It lateral. wasn't because the the angle that we saw initially them running down the field live. Yep. They replayed it right before they went to commercial to show it from the like <clears throat> behind them. <clears throat> And it was behind. It was behind him by by a good yard and a half. You just couldn't really tell. So the one thing that I wanted to <clears throat> finish with here today is I wanted to take a look at Cowboys' schedule for the next couple of weeks. All right, let's mm-hmm. go over the next four games or so. All right, they got the Eagles on Monday night. I don't think they'll have a problem with I them. don't think they'll have a problem either. Here's a game that I think it could be pretty interesting. Home... Sunday, the first Sunday in October, Carolina Panthers are coming in. They look a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Before the season started, I I counted that as a W. Yep. But the way that they've been playing, I don't know what's going on. Sam Darnold, McCaffrey. I don't know what kind of drugs these people are on, those now, guys may, are on over maybe there. Maybe they just play two crappy teams and they beat them both. That's probably a good you know, New Orleans. Hypothesis. New Orleans had several people out with COVID and eight coaches out for this game. And also... Camara only had five rushing yards and twenty-five receiving yards. Yeah, so I mean, it might have been a fluke game. You never, if he's not getting the ball, he only had like seven total touches. If he's not getting the ball, that's their fault. He needs to get the ball. All right, so let's err on the side of this. They, they, since they're home, they will beat the Eagles. It'll be a close game. I think they beat the Panthers. Then you get the Giants at home. Oh my God, we should beat the Giants by thirty. If we don't, we're failing. They're really, really horrible. Then we get the Patriots. We should we should probably win the game against that game against the Patriots. And then there was one what was the next game. After the Patriots, we get the Vikings. And then the you know the Broncos are not looking too the terribly Broncos bad. The Broncos don't look bad. So Teddy Bridgewater I, has been playing very well. I think we could reel off before we get to that Broncos game. We got a real good chance to reel off five in a row. And if we do that, we go into week eight of the season and we're six and one I don't see Washington Philadelphia or the Giants being anywhere better than three to four wins I, I just I've looked at their schedule and they're gonna beat up on each other just the way that we've been playing methodically moving the ball down the field and being able to get <clears throat> stops on defense which oh my god I can't tell you how happy that makes me to see them actually be successful on the defensive side of the ball. That, oh my God. And you know what else we're doing? Tray- Trayvon Diggs pick on the first drive. That kid's going to be good. Yeah. We're creating turnovers. And then that one deep pass down the field to, it might have been Keenan Allen, where he jumped up and barely tipped it. If he wouldn't, if Keenan Allen wouldn't have been on his back, if he would have been moving, he's not catching that ball. Right. So he, he is making good plays on the ball. And you know what? 
We need to get number him. eleven had to play out of position. Today he had to play defensive end, but he was getting in the backfield on every play. And he is special. And think Gregory's back next week for sure. And you got a couple other people that may be back who have had some injuries. So we're going to get some health back on the defensive line. When that happens, now you can move the kid to linebacker, and you can move him to defensive end. You can move him all around the field, which is what they really want to do. You give that guy a three-step full head of steam through a hole getting after a quarterback rather than having to be in a three-point stance on a defensive line and taking off immediately hitting an offensive lineman, you got you got. Well, she free, still had success doing. You got a free offense. number eleven. I don't want to be any of these quarterbacks that are getting ready to play us. You know who we do need to get the heck out of this defense is Anthony Brown. Yeah. He just does not do it out um, there. Hey, that kid from Oregon State. He missed. He missed big, that. Nation Wright or something. I, I'm he ready missed. For him. He missed that tackle for Mike Williams to score that twelve yard touchdown. Yeah. You know that bubble screen where he just threw it right <coughs> to him and he just ran. He missed that tackle. Best that. player on the field today, number 27, Curse. That kid was out of his freaking mind Every today. one-on-one tackle. and All the over the TV. place. It, it was, and he's a fine. I mean, he's playing, he was playing safety today, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He should have. That was not interference, and he should have had getting, gotten credit for that pick that they waved off, that they called off defensive pass interference on. There was a, well, he had a pick. He had a pick in the end zone. No, that was KZ that had it. No. No. Oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yes, KZ. Yes, yes, you're right. He had one where it wasn't Keenan Allen. It was the it was the Mike um, Williams. Mike Williams and somebody he and some another cowboy got there at the same time and hit it and the ball popped up in the air and and Curse caught it and it was an interception going back the other way and they showed it on replay. It was not pass interference. Okay, yeah. But it, well, they, mean, they called it on them, and it kept the drive alive, and I think they ended up scoring on that drive. There were too many penalties. God, it was awful. Not, but not even – the Cowboys only had, like, five. The Chargers, the Chargers had, 11. had, like, 11. I think it was 11. Yeah, there were 16 total penalties in the game. They had a, they had so many. They had one drive. They had they two had touchdowns a, called back off penalties. Yes. They had one drive where they had to overcome four Penalties and they still scored though. Yeah, but I mean, well, and we bailed them out on on a couple. Yeah, you know, defensive pass interference, defensive holding. You know, when you've got them in third and nineteen, and you get called for a defensive defensive holding penalty. We gave up too many third and longs today. We did. We did. This has been a very long episode. We love talking about the Dallas Cowboys. We do. Um, next week we're gonna have a lot to say about the Dallas Cowboys probably again. But, so, but they won't. They weren't playing till Monday, so next. Oh, week, that's a good point. Next week we'll cover everybody else. We'll cover everybody else, and it'll probably only be like ten minutes long. Yes, yeah. and then the following <laughs> week we'll have two cowboy games to talk about. Oh my gosh! We'll be all cowboys this, this, all the time. Two episodes from now might actually be an hour long. It could we should be. make it an hour long special. Okay, hey, that's an option. That's an idea. Okay, so we'll see you next week for episode twenty. Oh my god! Of the Thundering Herds podcast. Getting-